Imagine you gave a dollar a day to a worthy cause, but you did it along with thousands of Jewish people around the globe, and you all donated to one cause every single day. Thousands of your $1 bills pulled together towards one cause daily. What's the impact of your dollar then? You don't have to imagine it. You can and should do it by joining Daily Giving today. Head over to dailygiving.org and become a daily giver today. That's dailygiving.org. Jewish Money Matters, episode 360, Ask Yael. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to the show. Friday, January 19th, 2024. My goodness, we're three weeks into the year. And if you've been wondering where I've been, well, let's see. A lot has happened in the first three weeks of January. Well, we kicked up a 52-week savings challenge. So if you enrolled for that, you probably hear from me every week. I'm there encouraging you to set aside your savings. <laughs> I've also been training a new team member for a while. And that's, thank God, going well. I ran a live workshop workshop earlier this month. So perhaps you were there with me. It was so much fun and very, very well received. So needed apparently. And I'm so happy that it served the need and that I'm so happy about the positive feedback that I received. I also have been spending time recording podcast interviews to air here soon because I definitely want to be back to regular programming. I do miss it. And it's it has been tough to keep up with the schedule. I'll admit it, especially since I had this major team readjustment right after October 7th, aside from the emotional readjustment, let's just call it, it's definitely been hard to pull together a functioning team again. And so yeah, I'm letting you in on the realities of what goes on backstage behind the scenes. <laughs> but if you're in my weekly ladies bitachon class, then you do see me every week, you've seen me every week in January. So that class is actually really, really something that's taken off wildly beyond my wildest expectations. Actually, I started it because a friend asked me to start it. We have almost 200 no we have over 250 women enrolled in that class it's really unreal in fact one of the projects that we have in the not, I wouldn't I would call it back burner. It's it's move forward. It's 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 moving closer to the front line is to offer the sessions here as podcast episodes. It's something that the audience has asked for. I hear you. I keep getting email after email already for months. People want it in podcast form. So we're playing with that idea. Again, so much to do, so little time. Do we ever feel the same? <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Thank God. It's all fun work here. But if you want to know where to participate in that class, by the way, it's at yaeltrush.com forward now, talking about fun, I was on two podcast interviews this week, and I'm going to be a guest on another podcast this coming week. I think it's this coming Tuesday. So it's really been a super fun to be on the other side of the mic. Always, always enjoy it. And I can tell you, the podcast interview that aired this Monday is fabulous. So a big shout out to Devorah Goldberg from the Desire to Be podcast for having me on the show and for a fabulous interview. If you want to catch me there, it really was a great conversation. In fact, I don't usually go back to listen to myself on interviews. I, I do them and then I move on with my life, right? But Devor received a lot of positive feedback and she was kind enough to send it to me. So I said, well, let me hear what I said. What, what, what's got everybody so excited? And let me just tell you, 
it's well worth the 30 minutes. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, just go find the Desire to Be podcast and check out the episode. This week, earlier this week, also Joyce Azria and I just wrapped up our mastermind, Maximize. And it's always bittersweet to end the life program. It's always such a great experience. And this was no different. It was so beautiful. And I want to run it again. I want to do it again. So I have so many ideas for it. We have so many ideas for it. But at the moment, currently, I am focused on the apple of my eye, my baby, God wants you to be rich. This is the program that I opened the doors to once a year. I've been running it for a number of years now. And if you're in my email list, particularly if you've been tagged as being on the wait list for that program, you have probably heard by now, my announcement went out earlier this week that we're starting the 2024 cohort in February. So for all of you who've been wondering, when is God wants you to be rich finally starting? And you were all hoping maybe that it was going to be December of 2023, which is typically when I tend to start the program. We have a date starting in February, please God. But this week, people already started enrolling, which is really, really great news. And why do they do that? Well, because for the first time ever, I offered a $500 discount plus immediate access to four of my best video lessons. One of them being a two plus hour course on stock market investing, incredible program, sessions on budgeting, marriage and money and more. And again, that's exclusive to the people who enrolled early. So shout out to all of you who took me up on the offer this week. All of these bonuses are available to you immediately upon enrolling. So that's all super exciting. It's been very exciting to see the cohort start taking shape even before I've officially opened the door. So if you want to be part of that, if you want to be part of God Wants You To Be Rich this year, and yes, this is your only chance because again, I only open the doors once a year. And if you want to get in on a, at a steep discount and with over $1,000 worth of value on top of everything you get, and you're going to get over the 10-week live program, live experience with me, then head over to yaeltrush.com forward slash rich and use the code January at checkout. And again, when I say live, I mean via Zoom but it means my program is not pre-recorded. It happens with the group live. But anyways, if you want to have a discount, enjoy the discount and enjoy incredible sessions that are exclusively curated for you and you can only access them now, use the code January at checkout. Now this offer does expire in a few days on January 25th. It really does. And it won't come back again. When I open the doors in February, it'll be at full price at the price of 2,997, but you can get in today at 2,497. That's $500 off. Plus again, you get immediate access to four of my most valuable content, which I've specifically curated for you to help you make the most of this 10-week live experience. Again, access to that exclusive content and to the $500 discount is only available with the code January. And I'm so excited. I just love this program. It's, it's, I'm, I'm really, really excited. So head over to yaeltrush.com forward slash rich. And I'm sure there's more I could talk about that's been keeping me busy. Yeah, actually, there's a lot more I could share, but you didn't come here for that. You came here for the questions and answers. So let's do that. Let's go into the mailbag. No reviewer of the week this week because, well, I, I haven't been here uh, all that much. So that's really my fault, but I'm here not going anywhere. And if all goes as planned, 
there should be again the usual consistency here. And if you submit your review on Apple Podcasts, I will pick a reviewer of the week every Friday. Now, mailbag. Let's see what questions came in over the past few weeks. All right. So the first one comes in from Anonymous and she asks via email Is thinking of worst case scenario a lack of bitachon, of trust? I'm also implying planning for worst case scenario. Okay. So I think the question is, is planning for the eventuality of a worst case scenario a lack of bitachon? And we're about to have an episode that touches on the topic of life insurance, for example. And so this question kind of reminds me um, that, that it's, it's sort of connected to that. Let me present it like this. Planning is not contrary to bitachon. And it's difficult to understand if we don't fully understand what bitachon is and the mechanics of bitachon. A Jew is allowed to plan. A Jew does not worry. That's, 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 the, that's a paradigm here. We can plan. We can't worry. Let's plan. Let's not worry. And believe it or not, we can plan without worrying. I know that's hard to believe. But yes, you can plan without fear. Your planning doesn't have to stem from a place of fear, but it could actually stem from a place of love. So plan, yes, worry, no. We don't have to do it because we're scared of the worst case scenario. We have to do it because God has asked us to be responsible within the world of nature. And because we love that responsibility and we love the people around us and the people that we serve and we help in the world and our life in this world, we do those things. So not out of fear, but out of love. In other words, there's a big difference between Teaching, for example, safety to your kids because you love them and want them to learn the tools to keep themselves safe and live healthy, productive lives. And another thing is to teach them safety because you fear the worst could happen to them. And you tell me which approach is going to land better with the child, right? There's a big difference between buying life insurance because God said when you're responsible for a family, you do whatever you need to do within nature to ensure their well-being. And that also includes their spiritual education, et cetera, et cetera. Read chapter four of the gate of trust, right? And buying life insurance is part of that. But buying life insurance because you're petrified that something is going to happen to you, well, there's a big difference there. Could something happen to you? Of course it could. Does that need to be the driving force of our decisions? It doesn't. And so on and so forth. So do not plan because of a worst case scenario. Plan because you're commanded to plan. It's part of serving Hashem. It's part of effort. It's part of Ishtatlos. Plan. Do not worry, though. If your planning is connected to your emotional state and without these quote-unquote plans or these quote-unquote things in place, you can't sleep at night or are an emotional wreck, well, you know what that is. It's lack of bitachon. So, so you can buy the health insurance and set up the will and set up your automatic investments in the investment account and be, or the, your automatic deposits into the investment account and be just as cool and calm as the day before when you hadn't done that. It's a counterintuitive concept perhaps, right? But it's true. Try it. Plan. Yes. Worry. No. All right. Our next question comes from Dania who asked this in response to my, my response to her question that I answered probably last time I was here a couple weeks ago, I answered a question from Dania and this is a follow-up and her question is, yeah, I have a personal question. How do you do it? Having a podcast every week, 
handling your children and home and all the other work that you do? How do you get organized? <laughs> okay, well, Danny, I have to say that the irony of the question does not escape me <laughs> given that today, podcast every week, you know, unfortunately, since October 7th, um, and as I said before, me having to had to reassess and rearrange my team. Um, yes, my right hand up until then is based in Israel. So it's definitely been a big challenge to deliver on a podcast every week, as you may have noticed. So maybe that's point number one right there that I don't do it alone. It, it takes a village and it also takes systems. And over the years, I've had to learn to delegate, to set up systems. Um, that's all part of growing. But then, you know, there's moments that challenge all of that. And to be honest, I know I could be doing way better in that department. So it's really funny that you ask me this question right now, because it's exactly where I am in terms of reassessing things, reassessing um, how well organized or efficient is this operation um, and the way we're running it and how can I um, fix those weaknesses if there are weaknesses. And that's really one of the goals of 2024. So adjustments to make adjustments for myself and my business in that regard. So lesson number one, it, it does take more than one person. Uh, and aside from team men members, I also have... And actually, this would be my most important team member, a very supportive husband who shares with me a lot of the household responsibilities and is also just a, it hands on with our children, just as hands on with them as I am, actually. So this is a huge help. And he's also very involved in my work and my business. So he's a huge source of support also in that regard. And, and lesson number two is, well, Evidently, some balls are going to just get dropped, but we just have to make sure that the ones that get dropped are not the glass balls, right? They're the balls that can bounce right up back at your hands like this podcast. No one is going to be scarred for life if this podcast doesn't air every week. Evidently, my family comes first, right? And, 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 and you know what? That is an easy ball that, that you need to keep in the air and not drop. Like, you know that it's very, it becomes very obvious. But there are other balls that deciding among them which one to drop is a little bit more challenging. And oftentimes, the decision has to be made based on the level of responsibility, meaning to get really practical in terms of business terms, you know, let's say if I'm short staffed, as I was these past few months, and physically and emotionally exhausted, and I had family over for winter break, and I have a so I have responsibility towards family, and I have a responsibility at the same time to deliver on my paying clients, my mastermind clients, for example, or my membership community, or let's say a speaking engagement, my coaching clients, well, those things take precedence. And those balls, stay up in the air, even if it's going to mean that other balls get dropped, I'll be temporarily. Um, so maybe that is a podcast, or maybe that's some of the writing stuff or, you know, or emails or social media, you know, so 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 I hope that helps, Dania. I mean, I don't know if it's like a straight answer. It's just a very real answer. And I think flexibility and grace um, giving yourself grace and being flexible is is really the the magic trick here. And as business owners, especially female business owners, who, as you very well alluded to in your question, have the primary the primary responsibility of caring for the needs of a family, spiritual, emotional, physical. We, you know, we have we have strong muscles, but we also have to have flexible muscles, right? It's think about it like, you know, like like an exercise practice. It's not just the strength, but it's the flexibility. And we look for the support 
whether it be hired or in a spouse or both. But we have to know it's okay when things get dropped. We have to have the ability to shift gears rapidly and focus on an area which really needs attention and know that we might very quickly later refocus on something that we quote unquote dropped. And if we can't be okay with that, we're going to be constantly very frustrated at at our roles as business owners and as parents, as homemakers, right? And it'll literally suck the joy out of owning a business and out of wifehood and motherhood, etc. So flexibility and grace. Not everything needs to get done at 100% capacity all the time, really. It's okay. Just make sure that the balls that will get dropped are the balls that really can bounce back, not one of the glass balls, right? And your business can always bounce back. Your family, uh, that's a risk we don't want to take, right? All right. So next question is from Dina via email. She asks, it's a pricing question. Hi, Yael. As always, thank you for all your wonderful advice and encouragement, both in the realm of Emuna and money. My husband, who is a private doctor in Israel, raised his prices a m- few months ago, and it was very helpful. However, there are a number of patients who had been coming to him for a long time that he didn't feel comfortable with telling them about the rice and office visit prices. I told him today that even for those people, he most he must raise the price for 2024, even if it is a modest amount and then race again after six months. What would be the best way to tell them by email or wait until they come in the in for their next visit? Or maybe you have a better idea. And generally, when we tell them about the price increase, what should we say? All right, great question. I'm very happy to hear that he increased his prices. Before I address how to tell them and what to tell them, I just want to address this part of your question where you say, even for those people, you're referring to the people who were still enjoying the old rates, i.e. the discounted rate, he must raise the price for 2024, even if it is a modest amount and then raise it again after six, six months. I really disagree with you here. I think the rate needs their rate needs to be increased to the fair, the rate that everyone else is getting. Not a modest rate increase for them, not a modest amount, and then make another adjustment in six months. Not no. I do not like the idea that for another six months, some patients get one rate and others are still getting a discounted rate. Think about it from the perspective of your other patients. You need to have the same rate across the board for everyone. Now, if one of these patients needs to ask for a discount or even a payment plan, and you need to work with them on a payment plan or even a discount, that's okay as long as they're being charged the same rate as everyone else. If you need to work with them and offer them a discount on a on a on an individual basis, that's a different story, right? As the business owner, you get to make the decision whether on an individual basis you do offer some sort of flexibility on that rate. When that that's something that you have the prerogative to do when you're talking to a particular client, but you need to be charging everybody officially the same thing, okay? Any discount has to be on an individual basis, okay? So you need to make sure that from now on, everyone is well aware of the new rate. That is the rate for everyone. Um, You know, none of this thing of increasing for some people a little bit now and then a little bit later while you're charging everybody else the new rate, okay? As to how to communicate, well, an email to your patients making them aware of the new rate um, sounds great. And, And in addition to that, a sign on 
on the waiting room desk um, that also, you know, says what the new rate um, is also fine. You know, please note that the new rate for 2024 is XYZ and the same in an email, short and sweet, how much we appreciate, you know, being a partner in your health needs all over the years. Please note that as of blah, 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 whatever date, the new rate for office visits is this. Always happy to, you know, help with anything, you know, something short and sweet and polite and, and genuine. It's truthful, okay? But it, it has to be for everybody, okay? And the most, again, the most important thing here is that everyone is communicated the same new rate. And to everyone listening, it's not too late to increase your rate for 2024. In fact, you can do that whenever you want. You can do whatever you want. It's your business. And if you haven't increased your rates in a while, it's definitely time you rethink this. All right. And that's a wrap, my friends. Thank you to Anonymous, to Dania and to Dina for your questions. Keep sending them in. If all proceeds as planned, please God, I will be back here next week with a guest from the Israeli tech sector. And then on Friday to answer your questions. So send those into yaeliltrush.com. You can always DM me on Instagram or even LinkedIn, or you can WhatsApp me at the number plus one eight three two three one seven six seven seven eight. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and rating on your Apple podcast app. And I look forward to picking a reviewer of the week next Friday. Finally, if you've been wanting to enroll in God Wants You To Be Rich or to work with me, then this is the best way to do it. This is your chance. Check out the program details at yaeltrush.com forward slash rich. And if you want to get in on a special deal, use the code January at checkout before January 25th. Have a wonderful day and Shabbat Shalom. Shalom.